0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, there he is, Mr. Independent. The
1: greatest player of BYU football's independence era. Make your case. The radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, has called every game of BYU's independence. He brings a strong opinion to Studio B. Plus, who projects BYU football's schedule
0: as weak? Why BYU basketball could get better and another
2: major league home run. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation
0: is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, July 6th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who
1: almost got a date with Beyonce this one time, yeah. Brian Logan. That one time when we was at band camp, and she was there, and I was playing the <laughs> flute. She was playing the drums back then. But, you know, she wanted a drummer, man, so I trust her, dude. Was she your celebrity crush growing up? No, she wasn't. Who was your celebrity crush growing up? You who? Know, oh, Jennifer Lopez, man. Jennifer it, Lopez. Yep, yep. It was ever since I watched Selena. Selena. Ever since I watched Selena, man. She's, yeah. J-Lo. Jenny from the block? Yep. J-Lo, man. Yep. <laughs> it, yeah. That's how that's how I got my nickname, B-Lo. I was like, hey, just call me B-Lo. Call me B-Lo. Aww. Yeah. Oh,
0: that brings a whole new meaning it's, to it's, the whole thing, every time,
1: you, every time you call me B-Lo now, you're going to think about can, Jennifer you're, L- you're, <laughs> your, crush, your crush of Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, huh. you are. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, Brian! My you mind you learn something new every day. My Honestly. mind is kind of blown right now. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I thought I knew everything about you in regard to like the nickname, right? Yeah, it just blew yeah. my mind. I mean, a lot of people just think that it's like short, it makes sense, it flows, it's all good. But I'm like, Psh, man, that's, that's my that's my baby's that's my baby's name.
0: <laughs> 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 You're cr- when you were 14 years old. Yeah,
1: uh-huh that's my crush's name. You know? <laughs>
0: Jennifer sense. Lopez. Who knew? J Lo and B Lo.
2: Exactly. It makes
0: sense, Spencer. Oh, it man. just makes sense, man.
2: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of crushes, let's crush the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. FB
0: Listen to this lists BYU football as the second biggest drop in schedule strength from 2016 to 2017. It gets better. FB Schedules has the Cougars going from the 37th strongest schedule last year to 84th?
2: How does that make any sense? No,
0: it doesn't make any sense. BYU opponent Wisconsin is the only team with a bigger drop in strength of schedule, according to that article. It's kind of weird, man. I think we should talk about that, oh, I don't know, maybe a little bit later today and probably tomorrow because there
1: is a ton there. Yes, definitely tomorrow. Taylor Sander leads the USA men's volleyball team to a 3-1 victory over Serbia. Sander led the team in scoring with 22 points. That included 18 kills, one block, and three aces. Look at you, Brian, with a ton of stats. Yeah, and that's going to lead us to the stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. Taylor Sander Sander, or Ben Patch have led the U.S. in scoring in all 11 World League matches. They have something in common, Brian.
0: They both played volleyball at Brigham Young. Hey, Brigham's finest, man. The United States now advancing to the World League semifinals tomorrow. Nicely done with the stats.
1: Hey, you know... I, they give me the material, man. I just I just come and I sit down. You guys make it easy for me.
0: J-Lo would be proud. Psh, right. Jacob so proud. Brugman hit his second career Major League home run yesterday going two for three with a solo shot. Nice. And a walk-in an Oakland A's win over the Chicago White Sox. Brugman and the A's play Jerem Jordan, Seattle Mariners, tonight at ten ten p.m. Eastern. Let's go, Bruggy.
1: Hey, man. I'm growing up in the Bay Area, uh, being a Giants fan, San Francisco, uh, same thing, San Francisco 49ers. It's kinda of hard, you know, keeping keeping in tune with this and, and trying to root, but you know, it all comes down to, to being an alumni, man, and, and just supporting. So I'm I'm willing to, to, to take that and, and put that aside and really support a former Former Cougar. How generous of you, Brian. Yeah, no problem. It's what I do, man. Well, hey, what would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Blair is currently even par through 16 in the first round of the Greenbrier Classic. All right. Cougs on the PGA Tour. We'll
0: keep you updated there. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Mr. Independent. Mr. Self-Sufficient. Mr. Keep Your Distance, Mr. Unafraid, Mr. Out of My Way. Eat you your heart it. out, Kelly Clarkson. you with the rhymes, From man. From 2011 to 2017, BYU football has fielded a team for 78 different games and a whole bunch of players repping the stretch Why? But who is the player of players
1: in that independent span? The Twitter question, please, Brian. Who is the greatest player of BYU football's independence? First tweet in, at YFangirlJB, Ziggy Ansa started not knowing the game, worked hard, and is still crushing it. A real story of independence. You have an interesting take on Ziggy because – you
0: were kind of around it when it started to happen, right? Yeah. Yep. So, what do you think about that first tweet? He didn't have a whole lot of run with BYU, but in terms of like
1: who's in the NFL now, like he's yep. the guy, right? Yeah, I mean when you when you look at the story, when you look at just overall athleticism, I mean he, he's definitely up there um, as a, as a top player. And I, I, I love the last part, right? A real story of independence you know, coming in, not knowing how to play, not knowing how to put his pads on, right? People always say that. But, you know, watching watching him on the field my, <laughs> my senior year, you know, it's like, hey, just run straight. Just go that way. <laughs> Literally, just go that way. It's all you got to do, run that way. And I, I still remember, man, being on – so, I, so I, I saw him come in, and we heard the stories, and we were in the weight room in the summer. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't hear anything after that. And so the next time I see Ziggy – was during fall camp, and he's running down, and I was like, "Who is that black dude running, sprinting down?" And like, "Oh yeah, that's the, that's the track star guy." I'm like, "Man, tell him to calm down, man. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna die. He's gonna <laughs> die running, running sprints." But then, you know, come come to 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 know and and understanding the story and everything, like how fast and athletic he is. Right? He probably really wasn't running that fast. It's just. That's, he's, he's fast, right? He is a fast player. So, Track I mean, and the, field didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Basketball didn't work
0: out. Dave Rose jokingly takes credit for him being the reason that Ziggy's <laughs> playing football. He said, look, it's not going to work out on the basketball floor. Why don't you go talk to Bronco Mendenhall? <laughs> <gonna play> <laughs> hey,
1: man, we'll, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll take him. So. But, no, I, I, think it, I, think it's a, I think it's a good story, man. My, 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 my top guy that I would say is Ziggy Ansah. No, oh, okay. uh, and I was torn, Spencer. I was torn with this. We were talking about it yesterday. Okay. I, first, the first name that came up was, was Taysom Hill, and you and, called him the greatest and, player in the universe. In the universe, and, and then I thought about it, and, and just the defensive side of me just just pulled me over, and I'm gonna I got to go with Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy, man. And, All right, and, and and you know what? I feel I feel weird. It's like I feel, almost feel like I'm cheating on Taysom but you know it's, it's it's weird right now speaking about it but i got to go with with Kyle and and this was this is the thing that 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 made the decision right here okay Kyle doesn't have the opportunities to to make the plays that Taysom has by default the quarterback touches the ball every single down right and so whether you're throwing the ball if you're getting a touchdown uh, if you are running it, handing it up whatever the case is you 're making the offense false so you have more opportunities, but with Kyle, Kyle still impacted the game um on 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 one side of the ball with with less opportunities um and and that 's the the reason why man I mean, when you look at just his his stats and you look at how many awards he, he's gotten over his career. Um, you know, left BYU, tied fifth for, for most sacks in a career at 26. And you look at his, his impact and his ability to take over the entire game, and you look at the Poinsettia Bowl uh, at San Diego State, man, and single-handedly won that game. And I still remember this, man. We're go- it's, what? it's Thursday, right? Throwback Thursday. Here's another story. I still remember Coach Howe yelling at Kyle my senior year, and, and I think it was really trying to humble him. He came out with number three, right? And immediately at, you know, day two, he comes out with 79, this baggy jersey. And, like, like not even – I don't even think it had a Nike sign on it. We were <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? What are you looking like? And, and And he fought his way, man. Most people don't know this. He fought his way um barely getting reps all his freshman year and every single time he got in the game he had a sack he had a forced fumble he was had a fumble recovery and we were right we, me Corby Eason Brandon Bradley that kid is gonna be great because every time he gets in even if it's a small little time he makes an impact and and that right there is hard for a defensive player to make an impact like that Woo! Blazing out the gates. I need some water. Yes.
0: Brian Logan bringing it today. I know you love your own opinions, Brian. I do. Yeah. I know you love (laughs) Uncle B and Blaine Fowler and respect his opinion as as well, right? Yes, sir. Well, he has voiced his opinion on this very subject just
3: a few days ago. Okay, so I'm going to give you two answers on that. So, Jamal Williams is the all-time leading rusher in BYU history. So, he has to be the greatest player to come through in independence. But the greatest player to come through, hardly played when he was here, Ziggy Ansah. Okay. So Ziggy's a freak. He is unbelievable. It's just, you know, he didn't figure out how to play until he was at the tail end of his career here.
0: Two answers. We have talked about one of them, Ziggy Ansah. You went with Kyle Van Noy. no surprise, on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. But the first one he brought up, without hesitating, Jamal Williams, the all-time leading rusher in BYU history. And I'm going to give you some numbers that look fancy and sound amazing, right? Record holder for rushing yards in a single game, 286. Record holder at least tied for most touchdowns in a game with five. He had 726 c- career carries. He lost two fumbles, two, both in his senior year. First true BYU running back selected in the first four rounds of the NFL draft since 1973. <laughs> BYU was 13-3 and three when Jamal Williams rushed for over 100 yards in a game. Like I said, the numbers speak volumes. But I feel so strong that he is the greatest player in independence, not just for what he did on the field, but what he meant and still means to the team.
1: His impact off the field oh, I see. You had to go there, huh? is just as prominent. You're right, man. You're right. No, that, I think that's probably the biggest point right there. Um, And and when you hear stories, I I was talking to a fan the other day and he he, his face lit up and he's almost giving me giving me butterflies and goosebumps because he said, you know, Jamal players come out and I've been a fan for years and and you shake hands with them, and you get to know them through the media and stuff like that. But Jamal, the little five seconds I had with him uh, playing catch and watching him play catch with my son. Really, you can really see how genuine he was and, and and how big his heart uh you know actually is and um I think that right there is is what will stay in the hearts and minds of of fans with with Jamal and I think you're right, man, when you look at what b y u stands for and and this goes back to to bronco you know you 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 stand for something a lot more than just um you know wins and losses, you know you impact these kids and and the fan base and you really don't know what it does. Um, for these kids, and that's why we have the, the Thursdays Heroes, um, and 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 that program, and. Um, you know what it does to the, to, to those, to the kids or, or, the, or the families, you know, that are going through those situations. And I think Jamal is 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 ideal, the the person that we want, type of player that we want. And it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt that he's you know black and, and not, not LDS either, right? That's the thing. So, like he won, he beat the odds in so many different ways.
0: He left school for a year, came yeah, back, came back, and then had that record breaking season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not many
0: people have the mental fortitude. To pull that off,
1: yeah, right. The character and the integrity to even come back, right, and 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 want to want to stick it out, and and yeah, man. I mean, and, and we talked about this a lot, and and you go back to would have, could have, should have, and, and whatnot. But every game that BYU lost last year, he either was not hurt, he was, he was hurt, right, did not play, or he was injured in some type of way where he wasn't full strength. He didn't, he wasn't able to go a hundred percent. And so you look at how the the, the margin that they, they that they lost by in those games. You can't tell me that a guy like Jamal wouldn't, uh, you know, take them to that next level as far as getting, what, one more point, three more points, whatever the case may be, man. So I'm there with you, Spencer. But I still like Kyle Van Noy. I still like it. Because, again, again, Jamal has more opportunities to make an impact, right? You, it's hard for the defense. It's hard for the defense, bro, to make opportunities like that, to score, get interceptions turnovers, all of the above. Kyle Van Noy gets interceptions and turnovers and then hands the ball to Taysom and to Jamal and says, go get money. Yeah, no
0: argument that it's harder <laughs> to make an impact as a defensive player. But again, what Jamal Williams means to BYU football and meant to the program while he was here, man, I just think he is the greatest player in the Independence era. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: At McKay Osborne. Oh boy. At Jalen Ahen9. Nuff said. Mic drop. Okay, I'm gonna give out the first yellow card of the day <laughs> to at McKay
1: Osborne. Oh McKay Osborne, you're banned. That tweet. you're banned. You're banned. You you can't reply to us for another five. I minutes. love Johnny. And again, this is not a personal attack on
0: Johnny. <laughs> but I know this is a subtle play to go to fourth and no more, okay? We love Johnny. Maybe the greatest player
1: on Twitter in BYU's independence. Oh, yeah. His know, Twitter yeah, game yeah, is really good. Social, and maybe, maybe personality, right? He would be up there. We'll get some more of your tweets, and we have compiled
0: a list, and it is lengthy of very deserving candidates for the answer to today's Twitter question. Coming up, more or less than 9.5 wins for BYU football this season. But first, the cool Canadian, Greg Rebell, on his greatest BYU player of independence and why things may just be looking up for BYU hoops. This
2: is BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome
0: back. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Almost 19,000 of you doing so right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: And if you miss any of today's BYU Sports Nation or any day uh, for that fact, check out BYU, Check it out on uh, BYU TV and BYU Radio apps where you can catch all of our content on demand Download them today. Actually, download them right now. Okay. Wow. (laughs) You you just uh, poked me in the cheek. Well, me me poking you in the cheek is like me pushing the download button. That's why I did that again. See, does that make sense now? Right? Really? Does that make sense now? (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) personal space is an issue that we have yet to discuss. Maybe oh, another
1: man. day. You don't have a circumference. That I, your <laughs> radius is Our Twitter there. question
0: today, who is the greatest player of BYU football's independence? At our Hot tweets, and at JSwagDaddy is the winner. He holds basically every BYU rushing record, unified the team, and brought
1: swag. Ooh. I
0: keep keep pushes, building their momentum.
1: Keep pushing them, them over up. the edge, man. man. That, that does right there. You can't, that's something you can't teach either, right? You can't teach swag. No. You can't, you can't teach – Leadership and chemistry, yeah, that's a a good one. Man,
0: he means so much to the program. Joining us now, the radio voice of the BYU Cougars, cool Canadian and food blogger in training, Greg Rebell, back in Studio B. Hello, boys. Hello, Greg. You brought up a fantastic point as soon as you got in studio, and that is Brian has a lot of red in his shirt.
3: More red than we normally see in this studio. It's, I'm just going to say.
1: Independence Day. Yay!
3: <laughs> now, 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 the contrast color is blue. May look a little blackish, but it's, yeah. it's blue. So he's got the, not blue on him, but more red than we're used to seeing. The
0: well.
1: blue stripes yeah. are bigger than the red stripes. Right, yeah. exactly.
3: And I was. There's late. a subtle message there, I'm sure. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I was late this morning, and uh, I didn't have to iron this shirt. So. Yeah. And, and yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I jokingly
3: uh, called you. But as a... we say, it looks good on you.
1: Yes, Thank Brian. Yeah. Thanks, I yeah. appreciate Everyone's that. I was going to go after B. Low, right? Yeah, B. Low and J. lo <laughs>
3: <laughs> I jokingly
0: called you a food blogger, but I'm kind of serious. Yeah. Why? That, because <laughs> you you introduced me, and not you know I'm not going to get free publicity, but like I, I want to know all of the places you like to eat now because we're one for one.
3: Yeah, yeah. We we had a good experience last uh-huh. week. Uh, uh-huh. Spencer and and Jerem and Harrison. And, and and I, uh, we went to lunch last week, a place you guys had not been that I had been before. Yeah. You liked it. I love it. So we're good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah
0: so we're going to try to make it two for two yeah. very soon. Uh, I, need,
3: I need to get on on this because me and my wife, we struggle. You know,
1: where, where do you want to go? And we just go to Yelp, and it doesn't turn out too well. So. <laughs> stick, <laughs> stick with us. <laughs> yes, yes. You'll go yeah. far, kid. Go with, yeah. Us, yeah. Go go with that, us. Pull up that Greg Rebel app. should him a text.
0: All right, Greg, uh, you've called every single game of BYU football's Independence Era. So yeah, I yeah gather that you'll probably have a strong opinion on today's Twitter question. In your opinion, who's the greatest BYU football player in six, now going on seven years of independence?
3: Okay, now, you guys have a furious five for this year's schedule, yes, right? Yes. So I've got my own furious five Ooh, for okay. the top five Ooh, of independence. Okay. Nice. And I've heard you talk about Jamal, and you can't go wrong if that's your pick. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to justify that. But uh, I've got five, and Jamal's in the five. Okay, Okay. the other guys in the five are uh, Kyle Van Noy, yes, Ziggy Ansah, Cody Hoffman, mm. yep, mm-hmm. and Taysom Hill, yep, and my guy's Taysom Hill. Oh, Taysom Ooh, Hill, number nice. one. Nice. I'm going Taysom Hill. Nice. Why Taysom? You, you could you could pick a few different things. More total offense yards than Jim McMahon. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, he is top five in rushing yards career, mm-hmm. top five in touchdowns scored, mm-hmm. a hair away from top ten in career passing yards, mm-hmm. and he did stuff. Every game that got me out of my seat. <laughs> he was the ultimate third down safety net, the consummate chain mover, yep. the jaw slackener. He was the guy that would do stuff that you simply had not seen before. And again, the only reason he's not the clear number one are the injuries. Yep. And that, and that's that, that. That's almost it's like not his fault. Yeah. That that's that. That those are the fates of of life, right? of 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 life and football. Yeah. When he's healthy, there's no one like him in the last five, six years of independence. And so the only thing, again, that that creates an argument in my mind is the fact that he had some abbreviated seasons. But when the dude was healthy, and even when he was struggling through stuff— He was amazing. And, again, the numbers are are, are there. And they would have been, again, out of the ballpark had he just stayed healthy a little bit longer. But, uh, again, you can't go wrong picking Jamal. The numbers are there for him, too. But I think the combination, again, you're talking about a guy that had to throw it and pass it and do so at a really high level. And, again, historic numbers uh, to put himself in those. Again, in terms of quarterback rushing, no one comes close. He blew every Steve Young and Brandon Doman number out of the water. Yeah, hands down. But then it's just as a player. We're talking about the guy that's in the top five in career rushing as a quarterback, <laughs> then you throw in the fact that he was throwing for as many touchdowns as he was and, and doing everything else that you would expect a quarterback to do. Uh, from the fact, the specimen that he was, how strong he was, um, just just the sheer force of will that he brought to the football field, I, I, I lean to Taysom, and again, just slightly, because Jamal's got numbers to back up anyone who says he's the guy. But, uh, and again, I, I, I use that qualifier – what if you know, what if he would just been healthy a little longer? Because the injuries are the only thing that keep him from putting up to stratospheric numbers. And even as it was, he did amazing things.
0: BYU's right. had one legitimate Heisman trophy candidate since probably Luke Staley, right? And it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. And he was the thing about him, when I look at his numbers, perhaps the most impressive stat to me was if he was playing in the game, BYU was always in Always in it. He's in never it, yeah. blown out. Ever. Yeah. He always gave
3: them a chance to win the game. And from a tactical standpoint, you're the offensive coordinator. You're sitting at third and four, third and five. As long as he's the guy taking the snap, you feel pretty good oh, yeah. because he's going to find a way one way or the other. He was, again, I called him the consummate chain mover. That's really what he was. Um, if, if the play wasn't there, he makes the play yeah. himself, yeah. and he had that ability. And, and, again, when we saw him at full speed, it was something to behold. And you think of the plays, the signature plays, the acceleration, the hurtling, the leaping, the stiff arming, all those things. And you go, man, what a stud.
1: Yeah. He's like a creative player, man. On like, on like Madden or something.
3: You're gonna you know? change your answer now? You no, called him
0: the greatest player I'm, in the universe. I'm, yeah, I'm not that, trying to be that's, persuasive. That's I'm why. just saying.
3: But I'm saying. But you think about it. A quarterback doesn't necessarily always have that mentality. He played the game at that position like a different position, like a linebacker or like a want to have contact running back. That's who he was. And and coaches kind of you know smirked and laughed about you know we'll tell him that we'd like him to slide or go out of bounds, but they knew yeah. when it come right down when it comes right down to it, if he sees. The yard to gain, and he sees the marker, he's going for it. Right. And or he sees the end zone, he's going for yeah, it. That's what you loved about him. Yeah. He took the punishment. The, the, the way he looked on Mondays and Tuesdays just made you shake your head and go, man, that's our guy.
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%. Well, and that's why, right there, he is the the best player in the universe. I'm going to now take <laughs> this clip, and whenever somebody has an argument or says something ridiculous to me, I'm going to be like, "Hey, I download this right here."
3: No, no, but but, if, if, it, but if you want me to go off on Jamal, I can do that too. Yes. But if I had to go with a one, it's like a one and a one a. Uh, I, I just give 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 Taysom that little bit of an edge. I just I, there couldn't be a bigger fan.
1: I, I and I agree with Greg though, because cause remember we talked about this yesterday. And what's the without hesitation, I said Taysom Hill. But th- with me and and kind of my my mindset. I said, well, you know, Taysom, you know, has every opportunity to to make a play and have an impact, and which is fine. I sh- I don't want to like, you know, give him a slap on the wrist for that. That's the position he plays, and so I said, you know, what's another player? That that I can make an impact. That's not on the offensive side of the ball. That's kind of it's what it's, it's expected, right? Taysom exceeds the, those expectations, and and just what what Greg says. But but Kyle to me is like okay, that's somebody or in a position that you have to kind of go above and beyond, right, to make that type of impact. Yeah.
3: Game changer, playmaker, right. game winner. I mean, that's what you want from a defensive player. You have to be pretty spectacular to have those kind of uh, uh, monikers or appellations, and that's who Kyle was. Yeah. Uh, Ziggy, we throw in the mix because I mean, honestly. I mean, if he's that good in the NFL, you know how good he was in college. His
0: story, and Jerem Jordan and I have had this conversation, is better than the blind side. When are we making yeah. the Ziggy Ansah movie?
3: Well, <laughs> we, 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 we've got a friend, uh, Jeff Call, who for years has, has, been, has, has been working and kind of behind the scenes trying to get a book, uh, you know, a book project written. About. It's going to be a great book when it's written ultimately uh, because it's a wonderful story. And, uh, and, and again, late to the game, late bloomer, you know, sport changer from one to the other. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely in the mix because of, of, of his, his impact as well. You brought
0: up the furious five uh, that we've been talking about in terms of BYU's 2017 football schedule with LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, and Mississippi State. How would you rank those five games from most difficult to then, I guess, easiest,
3: although none of them are easy? Okay, we'll go five, Boise State, uh, four, Mississippi State, three, Utah, two, Wisconsin, one, LSU. So I put LSU number one because of when you get them and where you get them. Um, it's kind of in their backyard. It's their first game. New offensive coordinator. We know a little bit of what he does, but not there. Uh, but so, so you're expecting you're seeing new things from a really talented group. Great defensive coordinator with good history against BYU and Dave Aranda. So uh, and they had a good season last year, an eight win year. They expect to be better this year. Really, it's it's almost two guys that I put them number one for: Arden Key and Darius Guys, the two yeah. best players BYU might see this year offensively and defensively, might come in the first game. Darius Geis at running back and Arden Key at rush end. They might be, again, We, you know, who's to say now? They might be the two best players BYU sees, and they come in the same game on either side of the ball. Wow. So, and, and, Leonard Fournette played just seven games last year. Darius Geis had more carries, more yards, and arguably the better, I mean, in, in every way, the better season he last year. He led the SEC yeah, exactly. in So, so, yeah, so yeah. Fournette gets all the pub, but Darius Geis was the man. And I, I was watching him just play last night. He's punishing. He, I mean, he's a punisher. Uh, you think about Jamal. Jamal loves the contact. Darius' guys loves the contact. He lays people out from running back. Mm. I, I guess this is good. I'm not. A, I don't push a lot of weight, but he squatted six fifty recently. Mm. That sounds good. That sounds like a lot of weight. (laughs) Um, So if you're running back squatting 650, he's a punisher. So Darius Geis and Arden Key make LSU to me. And where they're playing, number one. Uh, Wisconsin's number two. 11-win season last year. Because of where they're playing, they're coming to our place, right? So they're they're number two. Uh, Utah's right in the middle, uh, number three. They're coming to Provo. Boise, Mississippi State are kind of sixes to me. So if it's that close, I'll go Mississippi State because you're traveling into SEC you're territory, in playing on their field. Yeah. Plus, I think they're going to be up a little bit from last season. And so if it's if it's close at four or five, I I, I give the tougher game obviously to the one you're traveling for it's in a higher, SEC it's a country. Talent level it's SEC yeah. and it's on the road. So yeah. So my my Furious Five goes one, two, three, four, five that way.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to talk about uh, ways to remedy the
3: cowbell situation. In you, you deal with it, you live through it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still remember we did. I, I did one game there with the 2001 season, right? Yep. In fact, that was the game that got us to 12 and 0, I think. Yes. Uh, Luke Staley breaks his ankle oh. right at the very end of that game, and that was cowbells nonstop. And it's a, it's an it, at least at the time, it was an open press box, and and the r- first row of stands are just below us, like feet below us, and they were just ringing. All night long, just feet from our headphones, and after a while, you become kind of kind of immune to it. But it was it was a, it was a game long vuvuzela like yes, drone. So, yes. And uh, I look forward to getting back and seeing how it sounds this time. Yeah,
0: Greg Rebell with us, the radio voice of the BYU Cougars in Studio B. You've spent some time with BYU basketball lately, behind the closed doors of the Annex, if you will, watching them practice. This is a brand new team, and so much turnover. Why do you feel optimistic about this team after Eric Mika's departure?
3: You lose a really good player in Eric Mika. Let's let's not uh, um, overlook the fact that they they'd be probably better in you know in better shape with, with a player like that on the floor. But that said, um, this gives them the opportunity to explore more floor space, if you will. Um, with Yoli and Eric last year, they were really focused and dependent on pounding it inside and getting production inside the paint. And they were a pretty good two-point field goal percentage team last year. But overall, in terms of an effective field goal percentage, they were down. They were better inside, not as good elsewhere, and the overall was like a net negative in terms of efficiency from the season before. I, I expect the efficiency to tick back up again as, as this year there were a little um, – Less typical relative to, to post play and and spreading it around a little more and putting players you might consider to be inside guys in different spots on the floor, so it'll look a lot different. BYU is going to play differently on offense. There's no question about that. There's different tactical approaches, coaching approaches, personnel approaches from one year to the next. It'll be quite the change in terms of how we look from last year to this. But I'm not. But I, but I think it could be a better look for BYU and a more traditional look for a Dave Rose style team. Yeah, kind of what he wants to do. You you, you can look at Dave numbers over his tenure here and say that last year's team didn't take or make as many threes as, as would be typical of a Dave Rose coach team. I think we're going to see that number tick back up for obvious reasons. There are more shooters on the floor. There weren't enough of them, enough proficient shooters on the floor at one time last year. We're going to see more and more spacing this year that allows them to be a little more, uh, again, diverse and uh, I think effective uh, as an offensive team, even without a really good player in Eric Mika. So I think if you took a look at, at, at who's gone and now who's in – even though you lose an excellent player in Eric Mika, I don't think it's irresponsible to you know to posit or to argue that it could be a net gain in what BYU has this year from last year to this in terms of all the different kinds of personnel, what they can do, and what they're best known for. Just just look at the names of who's gone, the names of who's in, and say, yeah, I, I think that could be actually a net positive. Mm. Yeah.
0: Interesting stuff from Greg Rebel, who is spending time not just getting ready for the football season, which is not very far away, and with the basketball team, as they go back to more of a spread-the-floor shooter from the outside, and there are plenty of shooters on this BYU basketball
3: On the calendar, team. by the way, Spencer, three weeks from today, first practice for BYU football. <laughs> Brian's,
1: got, so Brian's got goosebumps. I'm so excited. <laughs> Brian's got goosebumps. Sorry for, for us, man. I don't know with me it starts right now after after uh, BYU football media day i just feel like the season starts just i, I don't know we, everything all the, the the topics and the content is just surrounded around that i mean you have nice summer weather all that stuff man you i clear oh, the mechanism and i'm in. like this close this close from like Kicking my son, my, my two year old out the bed because I sleep with my football. I've been carrying
3: around the house. <laughs> this is the time, the this, this, the the one month gap between media day and camp starting. That's when the coaches and players take their final breath. They get away from it for a little bit, they recharge and they get ready to roll. We know that uh, Tanner's been floating the middle fork of the salmon, and and all these guys are doing what what gets them right for the season. Their last chance to take a breath and exhale before it hits, and it's going to hit in July if you can believe it I know, this it's year. Crazy. So with the two days going away and the week zero game coming in, it's an earlier start than ever, and so here we are three weeks, they're uh, they're on the field. Yes,
0: please. Uh, as always, we will wrap with a cool thing about Canada. What's today's
3: cool thing, Greg? You know, I, I really didn't know where to go uh, today. I, I was kind of torn between a football-centric thing and, and a non-football-centric thing and I think I'm going to go non-football today. Um, Canada's got plastic money. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. So, so the, the, the bills, the currency, the bills, um, they're actually a polymer. They're plastic to what? avoid, to avoid uh, easy counterfeiting. And so, you know, in, in the States and in, previously in Canada, we use a cotton paper, right? A really durable paper. Canada went away from that. They go to plastic money. It's actually a plastic. It's really hard to counterfeit. Counterfeits are way, way down since they did this. And so, it may look kind of papers, but it's really plastic money. So, we have, we, we have dollar what? coins and two dollar coins, and we got plastic money. We're a unique country. That, That's, yeah. I was like, I was like,
1: I never, you know, so I, when I played, when I played in Edmonton, I was like, I. I never noticed that, but then I realized I was on the practice roster, so I didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> I do remember the one. The, I had a whole bunch of coins, though. I had the dollars. I had the dollars.
3: The yeah. loonies and the yeah. toonies. So, so the dollar coins, the loonies. The $2 coins, the toonies. And we got our plastic currency on top of that. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. By the way,
3: uh, how did you like life as an Eskimo, by the way?
1: It was good. It was good, man. They loved um, their football up there. Yeah, you know, it was, um, the, the, you know, the city treated us good. Uh, it was kind of like the, the Dallas Cowboys what they said. Um, so a lot of money and and we had the nice facilities. So I kind of felt good, you know, transitioning from nice facilities here to. Did you learn you to hate Calgary be-
3: in your short time there? Um, yeah, I kind of did. Because <laughs> Calgary and Edmonton, I, I, that's the BYU yeah, and Utah as that's, that's, yeah, that's, you know? that's the class, Absolutely. Right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't as rowdy though. I, I I played. You know, in the preseason, um, some of the guys. You know,
3: there was there was. Some stories and stuff. We got, I, I'll
1: talk to you about it. <laughs> okay. uh,
3: bonus, bonus Canada thing. It was the second thing I was going to go to. So, uh, former Utah State quarterback Anthony Calvillo. Oh, yeah. right. He is the all-time leader in CFL passing yards, just under 80,000 yards. Peyton Manning is the NFL leader. It's under 72,000, almost 80,000 yards for Anthony Calvillo. He, of the 58-56 win over BYU oh, back in yeah, I was 1993, say, I was say. when he passed for five touchdowns and ran for two more, and John Walsh passed for five touchdowns and passed for 619 yards and in that wild game. Yeah, 114 points that day. Anyway, here you go. Fantastic More than you oh. were bargained for today.
0: <laughs> oh. Our producer, Ben Bagley, is smiling somewhere. The Utah State Aggie. Right?
3: Right. Ben's also probably saying, We're late, get out. <laughs> <laughs> He's going long. Yes. Yeah. yeah, great, great
0: stuff, man. man. Hey, always fun. Thanks for coming in. Anytime. Yeah, good yep. Who is the greatest player of BYU football's independence? Greg Rebell just gave us his answer. Brian and I have also sounded off. We will hear from you on the Twitter machine next. And. Also discuss some other honorable mentioned names in that conversation. We'll also play more or less. BYU going to win more or less than two games against the Furious Five. BYU Sports Nation rolls on. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Greg Rebel, the voice of the Cougars on radio, just joined us to talk about the greatest player in BYU football's independence era. Who does he choose and why does he feel so strongly about it? Different uh, than what Brian and I answered. BYU TV, BYU radio, apps, it's all available for you. Download the podcast as well.
1: Very, very good stuff.
0: Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, shall yeah. we, Brian? Let's do that, Spencer. Start us off, my friend. No, no, you go ahead. You okay, go ahead, FB Schedules. I, I,
1: well, remember what we said earlier this morning?
0: What would Jesus do? He'd let you go Generous. First. Okay, FBSchedules.com lists BYU football with the second biggest drop in schedule strength from 2016 to 2017, which I just don't get. Going from 37th strongest last year to 84th. Huh?
1: <laughs> Another day. Yeah. Taylor Sander leads the USA men's volleyball team to a 3-1 victory over Serbia. Uh, Sander led the team in scoring with 22 points. The U.S. now advances to the World League semifinals tomorrow. Jacob Brugman. Hit his second career Major League home run going two for three with
0: that solo shot and a walk in an Oakland A's win over the Chicago White Sox. Yay, go
1: A's. Zach Blair just finished his first round of play at even power tied for 36 at the Green Briar Classic. Good luck to Zach as he tries to make a lot of
0: plastic Canadian money.
1: <laughs> Not really, though.
0: Yes. Let's play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Self-explanatory. If you're new to the program, our mighty producer Ben Bagley will throw out a number. Brian and have to decide whether it'll be more or less than
2: that offered up numeric. Ben, take it away. Let's start with this: BYU football will win more or less than two of the Furious Five games.
0: Well, 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 Brian, more, more. Why are you holding up Ty Detmer's face? That means more. Oh. Okay, explain yourself. Like I feel like, and, and this is calculated, okay? Because two is like, okay, if BYU wins two, that's I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, But one or three, if you had to go one side or the other, why do you pick three? And who are those three so, teams? So I mean,
1: so you, we kind of say Boise right is is kind of the given. Um, I would say Mississippi State as well, um, and then I would say Utah, man. So though that, that's why I would say you know more, right?
0: Wow. Okay, so yeah. Boise State, Utah. Mississippi State. Yeah, uh-huh. You like BYU's chances yeah. in Starkville. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. In Cowbell Kingdom. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, easily. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be like a bowl game, and they're, not, they're just going to stay over there. <laughs> they're just going to stay over there on the East Coast for a whole week. not going to worry about homework or This isn't, a, or this like isn't that.
0: professional. This isn't a professional yeah. sport.
1: <laughs> Good grief.
0: Uh, I'm going to manage expectations here, and I know that the key to being happy is managing expectations. So I hope BYU exceeds my expectations here. I'm going to say less. I just can't go three. I what? can't go three. I can't do it. Rick, give me your blue goggles. You don't deserve these, I can't. man. <laughs> I can't wear those. Ever. I can't do it, man. Oh, man. Get I hope they exceed expectations here. Get out of here. I'm disappointed in you, bro. How? I'm so disappointed. Hey, exceed them. Exceed oh, them, baby. Man, no. Let's go. Let's go. Number two.
2: Number two, BYU football. Well, Spencer might have answered this question already with his last prediction. We'll win more or less than nine games this season. More. <laughs>
0: More Ty Denver's face goes up again. More. How many more though, Brian? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one more. Ten. Come okay. Does that include a bowl game or not? In the regular season, BYU has 13 regular season games I'm gonna, because of the whole I'm gonna say 10. Exception. I'm gonna
1: say 10 regular season games. 10 and three. Yep.
0: I'm right there with you. I'm say 10, BYU will win 10 regular season games because here's the thing: if they beat two of the Furious Five, yep. And I'm sticking my number. I'm there with that number. Okay. One or two. If they win two of the Furious Five. BYU will be heavily favored in the other eight games. They're in prime position to win 10 regular season games.
1: I'm with Vegas. Vegas has 10. Vegas has a line of 10. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, 10. 10. Let's go. Next. Last one. Jerem
2: Jordan will have seen the new Spider-Man movie. T- more or less than two times by the time he gets back on Tuesday. Ooh, I'm gonna say more. Yo, yeah! I'ma wh- say
0: more. more. You know you know why it's more. more, Brian? Why? Because he's the guy, the second the tickets become available online, is going online to buy like he wants to be the first guy to buy the movie ticket online. He he will have seen it more more. Then two times by the time he's back on Tuesday.
1: I need, so I need to give him my money then. So I, <laughs> you need to buy a ticket from him, I man. I'm so mad. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Brian's late to the game. He didn't get his ticket. Right. So sad. <laughs> now I got to wait till Sunday. Now I got to skip church.
3: <laughs>
1: no. I'm just playing. I'm gonna skip Bible study though. Sunday Brian, school, you're man. gonna get
0: sick. You're gonna get food poisoning <laughs> from the popcorn. You better be careful. Well, I'm that. not. I'm, I'm bringing my own popcorn. Our Twitter question today, who's the greatest player of BYU football's independence? Your response is coming up next, plus all of the names that could be discussed in that conversation. Stay
2: with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer
0: Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern
1: Time. If you miss any of the show today or any show in the past or any show in the future, check out the BYU TV and BYU radio apps where you can catch all of the content on demand. Download them today. Really? (laughs) Push the download button right now. Why? Got to push it. That's the fifth That's time you've touched my face today. I downloaded five, I downloaded the apps five <laughs> times today, man. Good grief. <laughs> I love the subtle
0: message that Brian is sending with his shirt as well. As so uh, keenly pointed out by Greg Rebel. the blue stripe's bigger than the red stripe's. Yeah, a bit <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Who is the greatest player of BYU football's independence? That is our Twitter question. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got Tweets. That Kiwi Jackman agrees with Brian Logan. Kyle Van Noy, every good hero needs a good backstory, and he has that. The poinsettia bowl, and also check out that beard now. Hashtag fear the
1: beard. Nice. Oh, and something I forgot to mention. We go to the same barber as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, swag, swag to the fullest, man. So I got to go with my boy. Um, you're you're wavering on this. <laughs> <laughs> At will here one Ziggy healthy Taysom soon to be the legend of Tanner. Ah, okay, so nice. Ziggy Ziggy for now healthy yep. Taysom yep. two
0: answers, which is not what we asked. We you to pick one. Soon to be the legend of Tanner Mangum. Hey, we'll see. We'll see about Tanner Mangum. Others obviously in the conversation. I haven't seen Bronson Kafusi, third round draft pick in the NFL. Cody Hoffman is a name that Greg Rebell brought up. He holds all of the prominent receiving records at BYU. And how about a current guy, Brian? I can't believe you haven't mentioned his name because he's a defensive guy and he's a projected NFL draft pick. And he has great hair. Fred Warner. Fred! Is Fred Warner the next great player of BYU football independence? He starts to ride his senior year legacy in how many days?
2: countdown to the viking
1: 51 days
0: 51 days brian Fifty-one
1: days is when he starts his legacy 51 days i answered your question thank you for <laughs> answering the question no problem man teed it up for you man that's what i do i appreciate it I, <laughs> I teed it up for you i was like how are you on your miniature golf course <laughs> <laughs> I I do you don't want to see me in putt putt <laughs> man tap, tap, tap. you guys talk all that smack about golf but you, nobody wants to see me on the putt putt green I'll let me. I'll pay for you, too. It's like three Let's go, man. Let's do it. Let's yes. go after this. Right after this, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. I am serious, bro. You, you can get it. You can get it, man. I just need to go ahead and change, but oh. my Nike's on. Other guys in the conversation saw a tweet in for Paul Lasique.
0: If you want to include, like, the whole rugby side <laughs> as well as him making the transition to football and getting to the NFL, Paul Lasique has a pretty fantastic story as well. Yeah. Alani Fua plays for a really good Arizona Alani. Cardinals team. Daniel Sorensen getting paid by the Kansas City Chiefs for being an awesome safety, not just at BYU, but earning his way onto an NFL squad. I mean, they're – there are a lot of guys. Riley? There are a lot of guys. Riley, Riley Nelson. Okay.
1: We forget. How do we forget Riley? Riley? Riley?
0: He's the only guy. We've said this a number of times over the past weeks. The only guy in BYU Independence to quarterback a BYU team that finished ranked at least in one poll mm-hmm.
1: and ten wins on ten wins. the resume. That's right, man. That's that's something. Ten wins, it's hard. Hard, it matters. I mean, we talk, we, we BYU about, has not we talk, done it since 2010. We talked about off the field, right? And we talked about Jamal, and you know, we we joked about not being able to teach swag and leadership. I mean, Riley, you know what he's done off the field, yeah, but what he's done in the in the locker room, off the field specifically, um, rallying guys around when when the program was you know going through that transition. Um, I, I remember uh, former players. Come saying, man, everybody's looking up to Riley right now. We're, we're rallying around him. Anytime there was a bad or, or kind of a negative loss, Riley picked everybody up. So, man, shout out to Riley, man. And and
0: by uh, ten wins in two thousand ten, I meant two and ten wins in two thousand eleven. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, like seven wins. It was a bowl game though. At Lemon, at Lemo Nation, really hard to pick one. Given that he is the leading rusher in BYU history, I would say it's Jamal Williams. Pro success, I would say Ziggy Ansah. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Boba Kenobi agrees with Greg Rebell. Going to say Taysom Hill because of the national attention his 13 and 14 seasons brought to BYU's program and continued interest afterwards. Nice.
2: relevancy. Remember that.
0: It matters. (laughs) Coming up, a loaded Cougar whip around. Stay with
2: us. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest,
0: Greg Rebell, the cool Canadian. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes. You can also find that on Google Play. What should we do now, Brian? Watch me whip it.
1: Watch me. Whip it. It's time for the <laughs> Cougar Whip Around. Football. FBSschedules.com lists BYU football as the second biggest drop in schedule strength from the 2016 season, going from 37th strongest schedule last year to 84th. Oh. BYU opponent Wisconsin is the only team with a bigger drop in strength of schedule, according to that article on FB schedules. According to Princeton Athletics,
0: the BYU at Princeton game in basketball will be scheduled for November 15th, televised on ESPN. Volleyball.
1: Taylor Sander leads the USA men's volleyball team to a 3-1 victory over Serbia. Sander led the team in scoring with 22 points. That included 18 kills, one block, and three aces. The U.S. now advances to the World League semifinals tomorrow.
0: Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished his first round of play at even par, tied for 36th at the Greenbrier Classic.
1: Brian, nice. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman hit his second career major league home run, going two for three with a solo shot and a walk in an Oakland A's win over the Chicago White Sox. Brugman and the A's play Jerem's Mariners tonight at ten ten p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver, the big bopper,
0: is Gary Scheide. calls him, went three for three with a home run. Nice. Three runs batted in and one run scored for his minor league baseball team with the Houston
1: Astros. Prior to this game, Shaver 0 for 8. That's a breakout game. Taylor Cole has been reassigned to the Gulf Coast League Blue Jays, where he joins former Cougar Maverick Buffo. Cole pitched one inning, striking out one, while allowing no runs in a Blue Jays loss to the Gulf Coast League Braves. D.C. Claussen named to
0: the California Collegiate League All-Star Team. Their next game played on Wednesday, July 12th.
1: Brendan Lund went one for five and in an Inland Empire's 66ers loss to the Stockton Ports. Baseball. Yeah, more baseball. Why not? Keaton Kringlin went one for four
0: last night with a single for the St. Cloud Rocks and a loss to the Rochester Honkers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pete Nilsson went one for three with two runs, and Cam Richens went one for three with one run and one RBI and a win for the River Riverdogs. Yes. (laughs) Cougars overseas. Jonathan Tavernari signed with the
0: Italian League. Team. Hey! Dynamo Sasari. Sasari is a city on the island province of Sasari with an average hotel rating of three stars.
1: <laughs> Cougars <laughs> in the NBA. Eric Mika did not play in the Miami Heat's final Orlando Summer League game this morning. Against the Knicks, the Heat fell to, uh, to the Knicks 91-72. Hey, don't play Eric Mika. Lose by 19. Yes, Your please. decision. Karma.
0: Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help, and you need to host Dexterlaw.com. We're giving it to Greg Rebell today
1: Dang. because
0: that dude is money. Canadian money.
1: Yes. Plastic plastic Money. Plastic
0: money. Who knew? Cool things about Canada. Twitter question today. Who's the greatest player of BYU football's independence? At BYU underscore undefeated says Kai Nakua for sure. Without his clutch picks, we would have a significantly worse record in independence.
1: Hey, that's a solid tweet right there. That dude was clutch. He made plays on the defense side of the ball. You're right, man. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. Elite tweet of the day from at STL BYU.
0: Kyle Van Noy. Dominance. He was known nationally. Yes. For Brian and Spencer, shout out to Wani Unga. We'll see you tomorrow.